Welcome to the Money Matters Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Torres. This episode is brought to you by Crowdsourced Books. Crowdsourced Books provides you with all the resources you need to become a successful author. You can find out more by visiting crowdsourcedbooks.com. All right, now let's jump into the episode. I want to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where I bring on successful business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives to share their top tips for success with you. Today I have on the line Brent Harvey. He is the founder and owner of KBH Entertainment and the founder and executive producer of the Hollywood Music and Media Awards. Hey, Brent, uh, happy to have you on the show today. Uh, well, I'm, I'm happy to be here and, and thank, thank you so much for taking a chunk of my time today away from my, my toiling away at, at my work. <laughs> I'm a fan of the word toil. I love it. Uh, it's been a good interview. Um, so Brent, as I mentioned to you prior, so a lot of business owners, entrepreneurs, executives listen to this show and, you know, my goal here is really to, to to provide an opportunity for them to learn from your experience. Let's just start uh, with your background in, you know, in business and in entrepreneurship. Well, you know, I, I, I may not be the best example of how a young person should probably enter the business world. Let me preface this <laughs> that, by that saying that. The best. <laughs> okay, because my story is a bit unconventional. So, um, you know, it's, that's, that's just the way it happened for me. Um, and, you know, I didn't plan any pavement in front of me. I just kind of followed the winding path as it took me as soon as I chose that path. And um, uh, just to, I'll, I'll try to keep it concise here. Um, I grew up in Alaska, and that's where I actually decided you know, what path I was going to take and the path was entertainment. Um, I excelled in the arts and theater and stuff in school. And uh, the first thing I ever did was, uh, you know, back in the 70s, they had this thing called um, uh, the People's, you know, the People's Festival. It was a hippie, you know, music festival, and it was free for the people and all that. And and this organization did it one year, and then the next year, everybody was expecting the second annual, right? Well, they weren't going to do it. And I said, what the heck? I'll, I'll do it. So I was 15 years old, and I got together the, ad, the local ad hoc of, of Anchorage, and I got uh, the businesses and the city of Anchorage to make all the donations that I needed, like two flatbed trucks and, uh, you know, all the, all the stuff that a festival needs. And it was in downtown Anchorage, Alaska. And two flatbed trucks, 12 bands, 12 hours. I emceed the whole thing. And, <laughs> and, and the only thing I paid for was $380. You yeah. And the only thing I paid. You emceed the whole thing also? Oh, yeah. And. <laughs> The only cost I had was $380 for porter toilets. And after after that exhausting bit of work and 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 the the thrill I had by by actually pulling something off that everybody thought was impossible, the very next day the entire front page had this huge picture of the festival 
And inside, they did a, um, a another picture of me working with the ad hoc people and everything. And I said, you know, I think I'm going to go this route. So um, um, I started working in a nightclub up there, underage, of course. I think I was 16, um, and and I was doing lights and sound while the band, you know, while the bands played. And in between the band sets, I would actually play records. That's before the whole big DJ thing happened. And uh, one of the bands that came through said, hey, we like what you do. Would you go on the road with us as our roadie? And I said, sure. So I just turned 17. So I traveled with the band for about two years. And we traveled through Canada and northwestern United States. Eventually, the band found I could actually play uh, instruments, guitar, trumpet, and a little bit of keyboard. So I became a member of the band. Now, just imagine, you know, band members playing cover songs. This was in Alaska, by the way. So you were scouted scouted as a DJ in Alaska. I was scouted as a roadie. A roadie, okay. But you were playing music on stage, yeah. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. In so, Alaska, so for those of you who come to LA, come on, you're right. This is an unconventional story. Yeah, I would not yeah. recommend going to Alaska. And I was discovered in Alaska, if that's the way you want to put it. Um, <laughs> okay, I had to get it out there. Yeah, so, you know, back in those days, uh, you know, I mean, we, 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 we had three suits that we wore. You know, they were... Uh, three-piece suits, bell bottoms with rhinestones down the side, and we had three colors, black, white, powder blue, and salmon. So uh, we we wore those outfits, and we played all the cover tunes, and we played all the clubs, and, you know, through Canada and northwestern United States. And whenever we came to um, Los Angeles, there was a nightclub chain. There was only three of them at the time. We played the nightclub chain. It was called the Red Onion, and a lot of your uh, listeners may recall uh, the Red Onion because it was quite an infamous nightclub chain. Um, and this was, and, and, and the band broke up when we were playing the Redondo Beach Red Onion, and and the owner said, "Hey, you want a job as a DJ?" And I said, oh, "Okay." So I. <laughs> So I started to work for the Red Onion with three locations, and I stayed with that company for 16 years. Wow. And it it grew into 17 locations. And during those 16 years, I went from DJ to entertainment manager to entertainment director, and that's how I cut my teeth on the business of music. So I did all the music programming. I produced all the videos and radio commercials, and as you can tell, I I voiced many of the radio commercials, mm-hmm. um, and I did all the talent buying. I booked the bands. I hired all the DJs. I trained all the DJs and all that kind of stuff. So that's where I actually cut my teeth on the entertainment business. And then in 1993, the uh, Red Onion chain closed its doors, and I was stuck with going, okay, I put on a suit and go to work for like Black Angus or Bobby McGee's or some other club chain and work for somebody else, or do I develop a appetite for beans and start my own <laughs> business? And I ate a lot of beans for quite a while. So in 1994, I started KBH Entertainment. KBH are my initials, Kevin Brent Harvey. So... 
KBH Entertainment was born in 1994, and I basically just did nightclub promotions, and I managed some bands and did things like that. So throughout the years, uh, people uh, requested me to become involved with their events, whether it be award shows or fundraisers or whatever. So I did a little bit of everything between 94 and and uh, in the 2000s. I uh, I you know I was in I booked uh, like the Muscular Dystrophy Association's Black and Blue Ball for 10 years with their headline entertainment ranging everything, you know, like the headliners were like Foreigner and Sheila E. and and uh, Dennis Quaid and the Sharks and, you know, all sorts of these uh, heritage uh, type of headliners. And um, I was involved with another award show back in the 1990s, a local award show. And um, I, I I just gained my, you know, I... I I basically built my business on trial and error. Um, I, I never had any kind of investments um, put into my business except for what I actually created. The revenue that I created from my business went back into my business. And um, so to make a long story short, and I'm, and I'm leaving out a lot, but uh, to bring us up to current, um, this guy back in 2009, who's my ex-partner who I bought out in 2014 because he showed us true colors back in 2014 or earlier. Um, I, I'd rather not go into that too deeply, yeah. but um, in 2009, he asked me, he said, would you help me co-produce an, an event? Uh, an awards event, and I said, what kind? And he said, independent music. And I rolled my eyes and went, oh, my God, not another one. Because, <laughs> you know, uh, the the whole independent music awards scene was basically an online thing, and it was known for being kind of the vulture, you know, let's take advantage of all of these music artists that are trying to find yeah. their way in the music business and so on. And I said, at the time, I was getting more and more involved in music licensing. I was working with music uh, licensing libraries and getting music placed and licensed in the commercials and things like that. And I said, you know, there's no award show out there that specifically recognizes the music of all visual medium because that ha is how music is being consumed exposed, enjoyed um, nowadays. Uh, it's not through record stores. It's not through the radio necessarily, but it's through video games. It's through television. It's through you know, movies and films and so on. Um, so I said, let's recognize the music of visual mediums and we'll include independent music artists in there because this will give them a chance to be in the same room of all the people that they would never otherwise have the opportunity to, to reach, like mm, music supervisors yeah, and sure. producers and filmmakers and things like that. So um, the Hollywood Music and Media Awards was born in 2009, and it was an immediate success. If you remember, that was 
the very beginning of the economic crash. Yeah, and I was going to say, great, great, uh, great time to launch. Yeah, launch great time to start a business, right? <laughs> uh, and as it turned out, yeah, it was for the business that we created. So, wow. Um, and we've been we've been profitable since day one with no uh, outside seed money or investment. Um, so that says something about the the actual show itself and. In the short eight years going into our ninth year this year, um, we have become the bellwether event because our event is in November, and we've created a track record of actually recognizing and picking the nominees and the winners of the upcoming big award season. So, uh, for example, last year our uh, best score for uh, sci-fi horror um, a fantasy film was Alexander Desplat for the movie Shape of Water, and that went on to win the Golden Globe and the Oscar for Best Score. And the year before that, Best Song in a Feature Film was City of Stars from the movie La La Land. That went on to win the Golden Globe and no the Oscar. No way! Wow! Yeah. Uh, and there are a whole bunch of other examples, so that's why the Hollywood Reporter calls the Hollywood Music and Media Awards the best indicator of the nominees and winners of the major award shows. And that includes the Grammys as well. Because hey, that's they, quite a, uh, that's quite a, a yeah. moniker to have. Huh. Yeah. And uh, the same year that um, Justin Hurwitz and, and um, uh, Benj Pashik uh, won for City of Stars from La La Land, um, nominated uh, best song in an animated film was Ju Justin Timberlake for his song in the movie Trolls. And that went on to win best song in a visual medium at the Grammy. So, um, so we've, we've created this really neat award show that now the industry is looking to our event as to, okay, who's going to get nominated and let's use or hopefully we'll get nominated by the Hollywood Music and Media Awards so we can use that as a springboard for our campaign for the Golden Globes, the Oscars, and the Grammys. So um, we're, uh, you know, I'm really proud about that, and, and there's been a lot of work involved, obviously. But Absolutely. We also include the independent music artists from around the world, you know, best pop, best rock, best dance and so on and so forth and uh, we're also the first music or the first award show period to have uh, categories for outstanding music supervision and the Emmys just added that category last year um, so in many cases our award show has been ahead of the curve uh, in in uh, in a, a few different areas so um, I'm very proud about that. So no, that's great. So tell, let's let's talk a little bit more about. So let's say you know there's somebody listening that wants to be involved in the music business, and um, you know, I mean, what would be? Don't do it! Don't do it! I have to! I have to! I have to no, do I'm it. telling them! Don't somebody, do it! <laughs> oh, that, <laughs> don't do it! Well, you heard it there. 
<laughs> no, 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 no. I, you know, I, I, um, I, I, I have a lot of titles. I have, you know, owner. I have founder. I have executive producer. I have all these things. The title that I'm most proud of is artist advocate, and um, what that means. It's a pretty broad title, but what that means is I do everything I can to help or guide music artists that reach out to me and say, I need help. And if they're, if they have inherent talent and they don't know how to, which way to go, what road to go down, who to contact, and what steps to take, I try to give them direction, um, that maybe nobody else would. So, um, I wanted to throw that in there if there's any music artists out there, and I know I'll probably get slammed now because you know, I'm slammed <laughs> daily anyway, but um, I am an artist advocate. Um, I used to be in artist management, but now I'm not because I'm a talent agent, and that's a completely different subject that I'll tell you about as soon as you're done talking about the HMMAs. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. All right. Well, hey, um, where can, so where, oh, you, you mentioned uh, you were, uh, where do people contact you at? How, how do they follow you? How do they contact you? What's your? Well, I have, um, you know, obviously the social platforms, if you look for KBH Entertainment, you'll find everything from Facebook to Twitter to Instagram to Google and all that. Um, and there's very <laughs> There's very few places that you'll find a profile of Brent Harvey, um, you know, because I, I, I tend to um, kind of keep Brent Harvey, quote-unquote Brent Harvey, as an individual kind of an enigma uh, kind of, you know, because I, I, I want my business to be the representation of who I am rather than me being the reputation of my business. And I know that sounds backwards, but um, the only the only platform that is significant uh, where a lot of people find me is on LinkedIn, and that's where Brent Harvey is because that's where all of my business is and my endorsements and and all the stuff that people want to find out about me, that's where the they can go to find out about me because LinkedIn was actually made for that. That platform was made for an individual to be recognized for whatever he or she does. So that's, um, yeah. And, and, and then of course the Hollywood music and media awards, uh, that handle what's is, that, what's that website also? Uh, uh, that's hmmawards.com. Yeah, no, I checked it out. Um, HMMA Awards. Or HMM no, no, HMMAwards. Dot com. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, well, great. And, um, and, and, and that's the handle for all the social media platforms as well, HMM Awards. Got it. Well, hey, Brent, I really appreciate you giving me some of your time today um, to get in this to get in this call and this interview, and you sharing your you know your story with the audience. So I really appreciate it. Thank you. No problem. Just one last thing I want to throw in there. After 
after last year's award show, I was contacted by the city of Los Angeles, and they asked me to come down for a meeting in downtown. And they wanted me to fill out in, uh, a request for a proposal, uh, which took me about 45 days. And, oh, my goodness, I can't believe the bureaucracy and red tape and all the stuff. I mean, oh, yeah. I had to get notarized affidavits. My family never owned slaves. Um, notarized affidavit, uh, you know, I don't do business with Iran, uh, wow. you know, okay. yeah, no, you know, all this stuff. And anyway, I completed it. And the reason was because the city of Los Angeles wanted a talent agent to book city events. So oh, wow. I am the, I am the talent agency that books, uh, entertainment for the city of Los Angeles. Oh, that's great. I mean, come on, you're holding out to me for the last minute. I like it. <laughs> so, well, so if you're so if you're out if you're a talent out there and you're trying to get you know, on the stage and uh well we we know who who controls the city here. Uh <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So anyway, that's that that's that's it in a nutshell. And you know, there's obviously a whole bunch more to to me, but I know we're kind of uh we we're we're kind of pinched on time, so I I, I wanted to kind of put things together in a concise way for you, and I hope I did. Don't worry. I'm thinking we're going to have to do a part two on this after the next award show because uh, I'm, I'm excited to hear more things out of you because I, I know it's going to keep on going. So thank you again for your time today. No problem, Adam. Thank you so much. And uh, anytime, uh, I'm happy to uh, participate, okay? All right. Thanks. Thank you.